Welcome to the Reliance Community Podcast. Worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock or 10.45 a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. All right, so this is, uh, this is Josh, my man Josh and Stacy, like I said earlier. Uh, they're some good friends. Josh is going to share a little bit about his heart. Um, they're getting ready to head on to be full-time missionaries, the Lord's place upon their heart. He'll share that here in a minute, kind of more about that story. But man, uh, love what God is up to uh, in, in their lives. In the Czech Republic, uh, it's a pretty dark place. He's going to share some statistics on that uh, regarding faith and Christianity, but it's a pretty dark place. And so be, be uh, in prayer for them. I'm going to send these around. These are clipboards, and it's, and it's to receive their monthly uh, prayer updates. And so put your name, your email on there. They need a lot of prayer. Um, yes. We all need a lot of prayer, right? Yes, I need uh, a lot, though. Yeah, <laughs> he needs a lot. Like I said, he's going to go, him and his family. They don't know many people in the Czech Republic, just a few missionaries maybe they've kind of connected with here and there. Um, but there, there's going to there's be some times probably of, well, we're just going to say we're going to pray, all right? And we're going to declare um, otherwise what the, what the enemy schemes might be against them, all right? Amen. I want to pray for him, and then I'm going to pass these around. Then, Josh, it's yours. So pray with me. God, just use Josh in a powerful way this morning. Holy Spirit, interact with his heart as he shares, um, as he dives into your truth, dives into your word. May whatever you have for us, Holy Spirit, this morning, may we receive it. Um, everything that's of you, Jesus, everything that's of you, we want, we want more. We simply want more. Um, we know that only you satisfy. We've tasted it and we've seen. And God, it's just we want more. You're so good, Jesus. Uh, you're so present, so near. So whatever we've come in with, Jesus, I pray that we release it at your feet. And Holy Spirit, whether it's to encourage, uh, convict, challenge, mold us, shape us, whatever that looks like, God, I pray that we would just be in a submissive, a submissive posture in this moment uh, to receive whatever it is. So bless Josh and, and use him for your kingdom's sake in this, in this moment. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Welcome. Amen. Dequi, which is a check for thank you. Um, like Ryan was saying, we are planning to go to the Czech Republic this summer. And it, it's, how many of you guys know when you say yes to the Lord, it's a wild journey. Um, and, and that's what it's been for us uh, probably the last 14 years. We've been married about 14 years. Uh, we have, that's a picture of us in, at Prague. And the other picture is a picture of Prague. And that's a picture of the Czech Republic. And so there's two cities on our heart in the Czech Republic. And it's Prague and Berno, which is the traditional capital of the Moravians. And I'll explain more about that in a moment. Uh, but what I wanted to say is my wife and I, we have four kids, ages 2 to 11, and my wife is really my better half. I, I just want to say that she is the love of my life, my best friend. If you need someone to pray for you, you want to ask her to pray because she just hears, and it's amazing. And so um, I just wanted to, to say that before we move on. So I really feel the Holy Spirit strong here, and I just I kind of feel like I need to pause for a moment because I want to make sure that I'm sharing what, what he wants me to say. Um, can I get an amen on that? Because I, I don't want to speak my own words. If I speak out of Josh, it's not going to speak to you. But if I speak from him, it, it's going to touch your heart. Because when I'm weak, he is strong. And so Jesus, help me. So the Czech Republic, this is the, the crazy thing. It's the capital of Moravian. It's where the Moravians come from. And if you don't know much about the Moravians, in 2005, I read a book called Red Moon Rising. And it was right when I was beginning ministry. And it forever changed my perspective on prayer, my perspective on the Holy Spirit, everything. And, and the Lord planted a seed in my heart. Has the Lord ever done that to you guys? Just put something in your heart and you're like, I don't know what to do with this. 
But man, it shifted something in me. And I wanted to pray like I've never prayed before. And I wanted people around me to pray. But the neat thing too is the Moravians didn't just pray. They did pray for 100 years, 24-7. I mean, just think about that for a minute. It's phenomenal. But they also began what we call the modern missions movement. They would send missionaries to nations. They would pack their stuff in a coffin and go, knowing they weren't coming back home. Why? Because they knew that they had been crucified with Christ. It wasn't them who was living anymore. It was Jesus living inside of them. Amen? That's good news. Not only that, they would sell themselves into slavery so they could win slaves for Jesus. But the crazy thing is the Czech Republic now, which is where the Moravians come from, is one of the darkest places in the world. It is the darkest place in Europe. It's the third most atheist nation in the world. And we went to many different cities in 2018 in the Czech Republic asking the Lord, may you be calling us here. It's so important when the Lord speaks to you that you say yes. Because he's trustworthy. Because he's good. Because he loves you. It's important too that you recognize that your journey is going to look different from mine. And the person next to you, their, their assignment, their race is going to look different. Um, it's my heart to encourage you guys to run well this morning. Because it's so important you recognize the plans God has for you. It's a hope and a future. He hasn't left any one of you. We, we may go through seasons in life where we wonder, God, what are you doing? Like I read that book in 2005, and in the back of my mind, for at least 10 years, I was like, Lord, I have this desire to see this prayer thing and missions thing happen, but I don't have any ability to do it right now. I jumped into ministry because I wanted to serve him, and I saw God do some amazing things, but I didn't understand what he called me to. And you know what? That's okay. If you don't fully understand what God's calling you to, I want to encourage you to keep pressing in. Keep going forward. Don't stop running. Don't give up. Because God has a plan for your life. And he loves you more than you'll ever know. So, for about five years, I'm, I'm going tracking back a little bit, so I'm going to kind of be all over the place if you're okay with that this morning. And I just want to let the Lord lead. So about eight years ago, I got to a point in my walk with God where I was restless. I wanted more. I'd been through some hard, hard uh, ministry positions and honestly been kind of hurt by a church. Um, I hope none of you have ever had to go through that. But one of the things the Lord taught me in that experience is that, the, is that people don't define who he is. The other thing he taught me is my experience, whether it's with people, whether, whatever it is, doesn't define how I interpret the Bible. I think we need to hear that sometimes. Sometimes I can let my own experience, what I see happen or what I haven't seen happen, to determine how I read the Word of God. But I want to challenge you that the Word of God should trump our experience. It should challenge what you're experiencing in life today. In Ephesians 1, it says that all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places have been made available to us. Man, that's good news. It also says that he chose us before the foundation of this world to be his, to be holy and blameless in love. That sounds like you were made to win, right? Because Paul said we're more than conquerors. Sometimes we read these scriptures and we know them, but we don't want them to sink deep. We have to sit with the Father and let him speak to us. 
We have to sit with the Father and let him show us who we are and who he is. When I read the word, I say, Father, I want to have that spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you. And when I sit with him, I also ask for the same thing. Matthew, I want to go to Matthew 6. You guys doing good? I'm going to get back to that in a minute. So, so like I said, I want to encourage us to run. Because the enemy wants to steal the word that God has given you. He wants to steal the promises that God has given you. That's his job, to discourage you, to stop you, to get you to give up. But man, we were made to win. We're made for victory. But we have to see clearly. Jesus said, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Just think about that. We need to pray, Father, give me your eyes to see you, to see me, and to see those around me. It's so important that we see clearly. Because he goes on to say, if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And so if we don't see clearly, we can't see him, ourselves, or others the way we were supposed to, the way we are meant to. But thanks be to God, by his grace, when we ask, he will give. He says, ask for more of his Holy Spirit, and he'll give you more of his Holy Spirit. And so some of what I want to talk about is how we see God, how we see ourselves, and how we see others. Because I think if we can get these things clear. Sorry, I moved that. My voice just got louder. Oh, all right, sorry. I'm easily distractible. I, I hope that's okay. Oh, man, God loves you guys so much. I mean, it's, just, it's so important that we see how he sees us. There's two scriptures that have stood out to me for a while when I was going through hard times. So I prayed for five years, Father, I want more of your spirit. I want more of your presence. Every night I'd pray, Father, I want to be hungrier for you today than yesterday, and I want to be hungrier for you tomorrow than I am today. Why? Because I read the scripture, the Psalms, that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I said, Father, I want to taste it. And I want to experience it. Because when he says see, it's not just about seeing something. It's about experiencing his goodness. Because you can see it and you can taste it. And, and so oftentimes, I, th I feel like sometimes we think if we just have knowledge of God, like know things about God, we're good. But in the Hebraic sense, it's knowledge gained through experience that transforms us. And that's what God wants for each of us. He wants us to have knowledge that's gained through experience. And so every day we need to sit with him. We need to open the word and we need to ask him to speak. Because that's, that, 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 that's truth that we're ingesting. And that truth is going to change us. You need to speak the truth over yourself and over your circumstances and over those around you. Because the enemy is always feeding us lies. And if we're not careful, we're going to listen to the lies if we're not in the word every day, then the lies start piling up. See, the, the word is one of the best ways we can combat the lies of the enemy. And the other is just sitting in his presence. Like, his presence is sweet. Where the presence of the Lord is, there is joy. We're supposed to be those who carry his presence. We're supposed to be those who, who are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. You're God's plan A to reach your neighbors to reach your coworkers, to reach Wichita, Kansas, the
the whole U.S., and the nations. Like, he wants his glory to fill the earth, but he can't do it without us. I mean, he could if he wanted to, but he has chosen to partner with us because he likes us. He loves us. I know that might sound kind of weird, depending on, 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 your, on what you've been taught growing up or what you, you understand of the Bible, but I, I just, you know, so I'm doing totally different what I did earlier. <laughs> I just feel like I'm supposed to go in a different direction, so. <laughs> but just, just ponder this for a minute. The Holy Spirit lives in you. Just think about that. Was that your choice? Well, because he said yes, right? And to be in us. God's design from the beginning, his desire was to dwell among us and to be in us. That was God's desire. Before we desired him, he desired us. Amen? Like, like I said earlier in Ephesians 1, it says he chose you before the foundations of this earth. Are we good? This is good news. This is part of the gospel, and his blood is enough. His blood is enough. It cleanses us. It washes us. It doesn't just cover our sin. It actually washes it away. And that means the way that Jesus looks at you right now in this moment is not defined by your past. It's defined by his blood that's washed away the past and made you brand new. You're a new creation. Amen? How you see yourself is so detrimental to how you run. So we have to recognize that God loves us. God likes us. He wants to live with us and dwell in us. And he just loves it when we dwell with him. Like, our goal is to go to the Czech Republic, and I, I want to see that entire nation set on fire. Like I said, it's a dark place where, the, where the, the, light, the light shines brightest in the darkness, right? I want to equip the saints to do the work of evangelism. I want to help the Czech people establish morning, noon, and night prayer. Like, these are the things on my heart. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you know what really matters? It's that I sit at his feet. Did I let him love me? And did I love him back? Did I worship the one and only one who is worthy? Amen? I mean, he died for me. And he died for you. Paul said you've been bought with a price. You're no longer your own. And you're definitely not Satan's. You belong to the Father. You're his. And you are valuable because what the, the price you pay for something determines your worth. And you were bought with the precious blood of Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, if you were the only person on earth, he still would have died for you. Because you're worth it. Amen? And you're worth it. That also means your neighbors are worth it. The people in the Czech Republic are worth it. He died for you. He died for me. He died for them. He is passionately pursuing the people of this world. And he's asking you to join him on that mission. Amen? He's asking you to live as a light. He's asking you to, to not worry what people think about you. Because your acceptance doesn't come from them. You're accepted in the beloved. You're accepted in the Father, and you're his beloved, is what I meant to say. We good? He wants us to get to a point to where we can forgive those who are persecuting us, those who are rejecting us. I mean, what did Jesus do on the cross? He hung there while they, they were making fun of him and mocking him while he's dying, and he's dying for them. And what did he say? Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. When people persecute you, 
when people reject you, when people are mean to you, it's because they don't know who they are. If they knew how much the Father loved them, they wouldn't do those things. And so God wants us to get to a point to the sin that's done against us doesn't produce sin within us. I'll say that one more time because I said it kind of fast. When sin is done against us, God does not want it to produce sin within us. He wants us to forgive. He wants us to let go. It's a process. But it's something we need to do because that's what he did for us. When I was rebelling against him, when I was angry at him, you know what he would said? He said, I love you. He said, come to me. His arms were always open. Even when I was angry, even when you're angry, his arms are always open. And so he wants us to get to that place where we can forgive those who've transgressed against us, just like he does to us. Amen? But we can only do that when we see clearly. And how we see God is super important. So in 2018, my family and I got to go to the Czech Republic, and this was pretty phenomenal. The beginning of 2018, this was after like five years of asking the Lord for more, asking the Lord, like, I want to have deep intimacy with you. I want to have dreams. Um, I've already been prophesying, but Lord, I want to hear clearer. I, I, I want to, to share the gospel with power. I don't want to just walk a normal life. I want more of everything you have to offer. Because I read Ephesians 1, that every spiritual blessing has been offered to me. Paul said, desire the gifts, but don't desire the gifts more than you desire him. We have to desire him more than the gifts will flow. Amen? You guys doing good? So we started praying Psalm 2. Father, we want to give you a nation for your inheritance. Show us the first nation we should start from. And while we're praying that, my wife says Prague. And I had to look it up on a map. Be honest, I didn't know where it was. We find out it's the Czech Republic. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know anybody there. I shot some emails, no response. I'm praying, asking, I'm like, do you really want us to go there? And he's like, call your boss at Tabor College because he will get you connected. And so I called him and he got me connected. So like a week later, we're Skyping with a missionary in the Czech Republic. And before that meeting, I had prayed, Lord, if you want us to go, let them invite our entire family and let them invite us in the fall. And so we're on this Skype call. I've never done more than an email, like one email with this guy, really. And within five, 10 minutes, he's inviting our entire family to come to the Czech Republic in the fall. And my jaw like dropped. I was like, God, are you serious? Like, how many times does God answer your prayers and you're like, really, Lord? Are you sure? I need more confirmation, right? And so we kept praying and we're like, all right, we're gonna do it. But we had no money. And we didn't send out really much. We just sent out an email and we prayed and we feel like we're supposed to buy our plane tickets and we had not been given a single dollar yet. So we buy our plane tickets and literally 10 minutes later, the guy who runs the finances at Disciple Nation starts sending me pictures of checks that covered every single dollar for the plane tickets. Our God is phenomenal. Like I'm here to brag on God and encourage you to run because when you say yes, as I said earlier, he says, so let it be. So keep saying yes. Keep obeying. Amen? So we go on this trip and we share the gospel and we pray over pastors and it was phenomenal. And I felt like I was supposed to sell everything and go at that moment. 
But when we got back, we sat with a group of friends and kind of prayed and discerned and felt like the Lord said, wait. I don't know if you ever had these moments, but I felt like if I were to describe myself as a balloon, that it had gotten popped and stomped on a whole bunch. I just felt deflated. And for like six to eight months, the Lord was just working on parts of my heart, just getting out roots of rejection, all sorts of things, lies I've believed, but it was actually a good process. I want to encourage you, when you're going through a painful time, ask the Lord to give you joy. Ask the Lord to to help you keep your eyes on him and let him do the work. Don't run away from the pain. Don't run away from the pain and keep saying yes, even if you're saying yes to something you don't understand. Like for years, I just kept saying, okay, Lord, whatever you want me to do. I don't know what you want me to do. And that's the thing, we gotta realize we're all in different seasons. Some of us know exactly what we're called to do. Some of us are still wondering. Some of us have little bits and pieces. But I believe that God is, is for those who are seeking. He's about to open the door to begin to reveal to you your destiny. Because that's what he began to do in 2018. He began to speak to us. And I prayed five years for dreams every night. And then I started having dreams. And I'd go to bed and I'd be like, Father, can you begin to show me my destiny? And I'd have dreams about being in other nations and doing things for the Lord. And so I wrote them down. If you have dreams, write them down. And pray over them. Don't just let them go. Pray over them. Keep pursuing him when it doesn't make sense. I'm trying not to be repetitive, but at the same time, it's so important that we keep going. Keep going when it hurts. Keep going when you're not sure. Keep going, because he will gently guide you. And so while we're going through this process, the Lord had been speaking to me for a while about his goodness and his love because sometimes I forget. I I grew up in the church, but I had for a long time had a wrong view of God's sovereignty in the sense of I thought every negative thing that happened to me was because he did it. But that's not true. John 10.10 says the enemy, the thief, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. Amen? We can't forget that. We can't forget that we're in the midst of a battle. Sometimes things that happen to you are because of, yes, maybe your own choices. Sometimes they're because of the choices of other people. Sometimes it's the enemy. But regardless, God isn't the one who does it. In fact, we all know John 3.16, right? Just show of hands who knows that verse. Like, let's just read the, I just want to quote the beginning of it. God so loved the world that he gave. Let's just stop right there for a moment. God so loved the world that he gave. He loves and he gives. That's who he is. Something else, but yeah. If we can get that one up there. There's another one I love. It says, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. If there's two things you we should never forget is that God is good and his love endures forever. And in 1 John 4, John says that God is love. And if you want to know what God is like, read 1 Corinthians 13. Right? Sometimes I'm like, Lord, I don't have patience with my kids. And the Lord reminds me, you need to have more love. Why? Because love is patient. If I'm not having patience with my kids, it's I'm not loving them as God wants me to love them. That hurts, but it's true. 
God is patient and kind with us. He's long-suffering, as Paul wrote in Romans, because he doesn't want anyone to perish. Ezekiel 18 says he does not delight in the death of the wicked. Instead, he wishes that they would repent. That's God's heart. He doesn't want to harm you or harm your neighbors. He wants them to come to him. It's his kindness that leads to repentance. Amen? So one of the most important things the Lord has been showing me is that the covenant we're in doesn't change. And that is the best news a person could ever hear. I may lose my job, which I had at one point lost a job, and that stunk and it was hard. It really hurt my pride. You guys, ever, you guys don't need to tell me if you had those moments. But what the Lord showed me in that moment is he was my true provider. He was the one who takes care of me. He's the one who sustains me. We know Proverbs talks about how in a man's heart, he plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. We have to come to the Lord open-handed. You know, like, I came with a message, both services, but the Lord wanted to do something a little different. I'm okay with that, but I prepare. But then I, I surrender it to him. And that, that's how we need to live. We always prepare, but we yet always stay surrendered. We give God our best, and we just sung, he is faithful. Even when you and I are not, it says he is faithful when we are faithless. Man, so, so I, I want to encourage you as you're running this race to see God through those lens that he's not necessarily the cause of all our circumstances, but he can sure turn for good all our circumstances. That's Romans 8, 28. For those who love him. And I've decided I love him because I know he loves me. And if you don't know he loves you, I encourage you to sit with him and ask him. Because he will tell you he loves you. And he won't just tell you it once. He'll tell you it again and again and again and again and again until it breaks you. Because he loves you. And he likes you. And he wants to do life with you. He wants to pursue you. And he wants us to pursue him back. It's a relationship of the most intimate kind because he actually dwells inside of us. Can't get more intimate than that. It's a beautiful thing. So how we see God is important if we're going to run. How we see ourselves is important. How we see others is important. Because when you know that your love and your value doesn't come from people but comes from the Father, you begin to see people through eyes of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And that's the most important thing, that when people hurt you, like I said earlier, you forgive them and you show them love and you show them Jesus because it disarms the enemy. So you might be thinking, okay, Josh, like, God is good, but what do I do when, when times get tough? We praise him. So like the beginning of 2019, as the God was working on us, I had a bunch of, we had a bunch of fini financial setbacks. Like so many things needed to get worked on and done, and I literally was at the point where I had like no money in my bank account, and I was like, God, what are you doing? And like seriously, as I'm having this conversation with God, we found out that our basement was flooding. And our water heater was leaking. Like, but we wouldn't have known our water heater was leaking if we hadn't seen the flood in the basement. Like, how crazy, right? But like, I'm sitting there getting like discouraged and, and frustrated. And then my wife comes over to me and says, this is an attack of the enemy. Like, I'm so glad I have her. When, and I'm weak. She's like totally strong. And like, this is the truth. 
And, and so in that moment, like something shifted in me. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to let him win. Right? That's what it should be. We're made to be warriors for Jesus. He told us that we will stomp over every creeping and crawling thing and over every power of the enemy. So when you project Jesus to people, because we're in a war, you should expect pushback. If you're not getting pushed back, then you have to ask the Lord, am I maybe not being as bright as I'm supposed to be? Amen? <laughs> this is good news. So as we're sobbing up the water because of the shift of, of this, this revelation that this is warfare, we told our kids, you need to go upstairs and start praising Jesus. And then we started singing a raise a hallelujah. And we said, enemy, if you're in this room, you're going to watch us praise our father. That's what we do when times get tough. And then I went to Walmart to get clean drinking water. And I told the checker how much God loves her and is pursuing her and wants to have a relationship with her. Because my daddy's goodness does not depend on my circumstances. His love for me does not depend on my circumstances. That never changes. And that's why it's always good news. Your friend may reject you, but God will never reject you. And so we praise him. And I feel like I need to also say this too. I hope I'm doing good with time. I'm getting excited. Like, I'm just getting, like, I feel the Holy Spirit, you know? Like, I need to say, I feel like the Lord said I need to be bold. So there's, God has been working on some of your guys' hearts from the beginning that worship started. And, and there's some things he wants to heal, and he's going to do that by the time the service ends, Okay? So I'm, I'm standing, amen, we can clap if you want, I don't know, God's good, he's going to do it. Um, so I'm standing here as an unfinished work, and so are you, because he who began a good work in us is going to carry it on to completion. We're not done yet. There's more he wants to do in all of us, and he can use each and every one of you. I'm sorry, I'm not getting to any of my notes. <laughs> but I'm having a good time, I hope you are. Jesus, help me. I don't want to start laughing. <laughs> so the Lord has also been talking to me about not just seeing, but also fighting back. So like at Walmart, telling the lady how God was good, like I prayed that night, Father, I want to hear your voice clear. I want to pray over people and see them healed, and I want to share the gospel with clarity and boldness, and I want to see people give their life to you because I'm not going to let the enemy stop me. So how do we get revenge when the enemy pushes back? One, we press in and praise, and two, we go after the lost. Yeah. Right? If every time you get squeezed by the enemy, he gets Jesus all over him, eventually he's going to stop squeezing. <laughs> it's just reality. And the coolest thing about our basement flooding was it was able to make some improvements on our house. And by the way, I didn't have the money to fix it, but the insurance covered most of it, and what the insurance didn't cover, people gave. So like God took care of it when I didn't have the finances to. So like I just here to say, he's gonna take care of you if you say yes. So in April, I have a dream, and the Lord says you're supposed to resign from your church, and, and in the dream, I have no clue where I'm going. And in my dream, I had peace, but I woke up and I had panic. <laughs> just being honest. And I said, Lord, if this is you, confirm it to my wife. So a month goes on, not a, well, a couple weeks go on, not a whole lot changed. And we go to our friend's house church. Um, 
and they spoke over us that your time here is done and God has other things for you. And they prophesied the nations and whatever. And I left upset because God still hadn't told me it was time to go. So like that whole month between April and May, we like fasted lunch every day because I wanted to hear. Like there's something to be said about pressing in and being hungry and desperate and asking for more. But I also have to ask for intimacy. So the beginning of May comes and my wife and I both looked at each other and it was like the Holy Spirit spoke, sell your home and go to YWAM. And I was like, Lord, okay. Why? Because I know he is good and his love endures forever. And I didn't mention it here, but Psalm 23, 6 says, surely his goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life and you promise you're gonna dwell with him forever. That's our promise. Everywhere we go, goodness and mercy will follow us. So, we got on the YWAM website, found one that was a family DTS. And here's the crazy thing. I, I, I promised, the date said end of July. I filled out this application, and my wife fills out the application, and they call us back and say, hey, you've been accepted, school starts end of June. And again, like my jaw dropped, I'm like, Lord, that's 40 days from now. Do you get what I'm saying? We haven't been packing our house. We haven't been getting things ready. You have to raise over 10 grand before you can show up. I haven't even told anybody, right? So I pray, I call a friend, and he's like, I believe this is the Lord. I'm gonna give you $1,000. I cried. I'm like, all right, Lord, we're doing this. So like 30 days, we're gonna sell our house. We're gonna pack up our stuff. We found friends to store our furniture for free. Like, this is just how good, I just, I gotta brag on God. But not only that, we had to get over $10,000 for, for our schooling, and then we had to raise funds for our outreach. Well, before I put our house on the market, we had every dollar we needed for our schooling. I just sent an email out. I didn't do anything else. Like, God takes care of you when you say yes. And then all the money came for our outreach before we even got to Texas. So we get to do this thing. We just left. We went to Brazil, helped plant a church, shared Jesus with hundreds of people, and it was awesome. But we're praying as a family, and our whole family said we're supposed to go to the Czech Republic because they're a dark nation and they need Jesus. So we're headed back to Tyler, Texas for what they call the School of Strategic Mission, and we're going to learn how to be long-term but we're also going to learn how to pioneer because there's no YWAM base where we want to go. And my heart is that you will join us through prayer and, if possible, giving. But I also, my heart is that this is a testimony of how good God is. Testimony how he's our provider. The testimony of how when you say yes to him, even when it doesn't make sense. Man, there's so many days I said, God, I don't understand why I'm doing this. But you said to do it. And then there's moments when you lead people to Jesus or you see a man healed who couldn't read from a distance and then can. And you're just like, all right, God, this is why I'm doing this. You see people give their life to the Lord. You guys can partake in that by praying for us and if you have the means giving, but also going yourselves. I feel like I need to encourage you guys. There's a season to go. Amen? Amen. So... We're about to go home, and we're going to watch the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I'm just going to speak that. Amen? 
But don't forget that what they're playing for is temporal. What you and I are running for is for eternity. And Revelation gives this picture of these 24 elders that take their crowns and they put them at Jesus' feet because he's worth it all. And so I want to ask you, what race are you running? Are you running a race someone else gave you? Are you running the race for yourself? Or are you running the race for Jesus? Because in the end, everything we have, everything we've built upon the foundation of Jesus is gonna go through the fire. And what is eternal will last. And you gotta think about this. We're only on earth for like 80 to 100 years. But eternity never ends. What kind of rewards do you wanna have? Ultimately, what matters is our relationship with Jesus and how well we love those around us. It's not even gonna matter how many people we win to the Lord in the check. What matters is how well we let him love us and we loved him back. So what are you running after? Thanks for listening today. If you want to find out how to get involved, go to reliancecommunity.org.